Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Blaze Radio Network. And now, chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. UK producers are scouting now for a new documentary. Well, they're scouting for people to be in the new documentary. The new documentary is too large to love. And I read that and I thought, I'm in. Uh, You know, hello, too large to love. However, what they're looking for is well-endowed fellas. So... Sure, I could be in that. <laughs> Can't you? So apparently uh, there's people who uh, have uh, large, too large of their man parts. And they're looking for, there's a casting call happening right now. Uh, posted online by Spun Gold, uh, producer of the documentary, Too Large to Love. Now, apparently, uh, you know, that's a problem. There's uh, from injuring partners and not being able to find condoms that fit. Well, that is an issue. I I must say, I don't feel that I'm too large for love. But I do feel the pressure of not finding the right size. (laughs) The right size condom I understand that's an issue for a lot of people so anyway if you're in the uk one of our uk listeners to chewing the fat um and you're too large to love your help is needed for the documentary (laughs) i'm not sure if there's an actual size that you know above like let's say What's the size that's too large for love? (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) Facts are facts. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. This DJ has been, he's under fire now because it's a couple years old now. And now the clip... Uh, has got this DJ all under fire. It's like 16 million views because they're pissed. He's doing a senior prom and the prom king and queen's winning dance is happening and the female, the queen, is in a wheelchair. No big deal. 2017, she's, you know, school queen. I got it. So the, the DJ says... Hey, I've got the first song. And he plays Ed Sheeran's Thinking Out Loud, which was a huge hit at the time, right? I mean, that's the, that's the song. But, you know, the, the beginning of the song, Ed says, when your legs don't work like they used to before. Now, who knows that the opening line of the song? And Ed does Okay, just saying. Maybe you ought to think... If you're a DJ, out DJing the old proms, coming up soon. Oh, you probably missed them, right? So at the fall proms, we're in the middle of summer, so the senior, the end of school proms already happened. So you got the fall proms and all the 
the football. Yeah, it's a homecoming, homecoming dances and all that gobbledygook. Yes. Just know that if there's a, let's say you have a cheerleader at the homecoming prom that's in a wheelchair. Don't, whatever you do, don't play Ed Sheeran. Thinking out loud. Okay. So we talk on this show about three cuts to clown face and who and, you know, who's getting plastic surgery and what's happening in today's world. And, you know, that's uh, I've it's still three cuts to clown face, but a lot of people aren't getting cuts anymore. You can get shots and uh, other th- other help with the way that you look. Well, now we find out that people are getting bladder surgery and Botox so that they can. Well, they have a problem driving to the Hamptons. And apparently on the way to the Hamptons, there's no place to pee. I know. So I guess the drive to the Hamptons from New York is like a hundred and so miles. And uh, there's hours of traffic and limited access to restrooms. And I'm sure that they're not going to put up porta potties along the drive for you to pull off the side of the road but you know why not designer porta potties along the road on the way up to the hamptons to stop you can have those trailers off to the side right the fancy smancy hoity-toity you know what i'm talking about you've seen those at events right the big trailers that you go in instead of the porta potties no you haven't seen that what kind of dirt events are you going to so anyway uh it's called bladder botox okay and prostate artery embolization all right a lot of people have problems with the issue they come out to the hamptons uh so they have to stop i mean four or five times on the way one of these old rich white guys driving out to the hamptons (laughs) so the use of botox for overactive bladder treatment was approved by the FDA in 2013. Wow. So the injection now has been linked uh, to increased rate of urinary tract infections in women. So does it make me stop peeing? Yeah, I don't care about the urinary tract infection. Uh, plus, uh, there's a little pelvic pain and and there's pain when you have to urinate. Sure, that happens. So, so what? Make it so that I can drive to my Hamptons home without having to stop and pee. According to this, there's been a 20% increase this year in patients asking for the old PAE. I know. I know. I want the prostate artery embolization too. So the bladder Botox lasts roughly six months. So you get it uh, just before you head up to the Hamptons, and then you're good until next year. <laughs> uh, one person said, I can't tell you how many arguments I get into. I've lost three friends because <laughs> I'm the driver, and I'm not stopping. All right? <laughs> I'm not dropping. So what do you do? Are you just letting people pee in your car? I mean, I guess... there's. I mean, that's. I realize there have been times 
in an automobile when I have really had to go. I One incident I remember coming back, I was living in Florida, I had a big event in Ybor City, which is in Tampa. And then I was living in Pinellas County, which is back across the bay. And that's about a, I don't know, 25-minute drive, something like that, something like that. And I remember leaving this event thinking, ah, I'll, just, I'll wait. The place was crowded. I'll wait and I'll, I'll go when I get home. Well, there's an accident on the bridge, and so you're stuck. Uh, I finally, as soon as I got to the other side of the bridge, man, I took the first exit, found a parking lot, and was in tremendous amount of pain relieving myself, man. It was everything I had not to just use the cup in my car. So I guess that's what you have to, I mean, at that point, had I known, you know, you put a diaper on. So if you're going to the Hamptons, why get bladder Botox surgery when you can just put on a diaper? Maybe it's just me. Speaking of being stuck on the road, uh, last week, I I think it was, I don't know, it was after we left for the extended holiday or whatever, but I realized that uh, in, in Fort Worth here in Texas, part of the, you know, Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, uh, they had I-35W, and that's the Texas thing. You know, there's I-35 north, south, east, west, and then there's I-35 southwest, north, and then there's I-35 west and I-20. They all have the Ws in the southwest. Don't shake your head like that's not true, because it is. They all are like that. So that's the Texas thing. So they had this all shut down. Traffic backed up for miles, for miles. Why? Because a man got out of his car and is sitting on the edge of one of the overpasses saying he's going to jump. Jump already! Thousands of cars burning $5 a gallon fuel sitting on the interstate waiting for this guy to either jump or get off the pot. For hours. Uh, no. Uh, no, 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 my friend. I mean, that cannot We're going to close down the highway. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't want this. I don't want the guy to jump. But at some point, I mean, if you're a police officer, don't you just pull up and you. <sighs> so you're thinking about jumping, huh? Probably shouldn't do that. Somebody, somebody out there loves you. That's my that's my talk down. <laughs> Probably need to have another class. And uh eh. So you're thinking about jumping, huh? Oh. That's a shame. Probably don't want to do that. Really, I know times are tough. And, but look, I've got uh I've got thousands of cars going both directions here. We're stopping traffic. So you're gonna have to make a decision. <laughs> you either jump now. Or I'm coming over and I'm dragging you out of here. All right. I'm not going to wait for hours. It started at 5.15. I mean, drive time. And it doesn't end till 9.30? No. No, in Jeff Fisher's County, that's going to be, it started at 5.15. It was over by 5.17. Uh, so we're backed up, okay? the guy Did the guy jump? It really doesn't matter. But, you know, if he did, poof. Now you got to go close down the road below. I mean, so you really don't want him. 
that's the thing right so if he jumps and he and he you know obviously doesn't survive or survives either way clean it up quick let's go let's get the traffic back up i when i worked in new york you know i I took that talked about taking the train every day from uh well i lived in pennsylvania but i took the train out of trenton new jersey beautiful this time of year and uh, you take new jersey transit out of trenton straight shot into manhattan and into penn station and uh every so often somebody would you know use the train for a suicide trains are all stopped we're backed up for hours sitting there on the tracks come on now clean it up let's go take some pictures let's go we got thousands of people <laughs> we got thousands of people on these trains just sitting here twiddling our thumbs waiting to get waiting to get to our destination and you got to shut down the tracks because a person i mean clean it up take some pictures hose down the front of the train let's move on <laughs> I mean, saying it out loud makes me sound, you know, makes me think that I probably shouldn't say it out loud. Eh. And then I have, you know, who died today? So I had this sent to me uh, at the blaze, uh, turn the fat at the blaze.com and said, uh, hey, evil does die. I thought, wow, okay. So there was, uh, <laughs> I, uh, a post in florida of course it was from florida uh in an obituary written for lawrence h Puff senior p-f-a-f-f amorphophallus that may be how he pronounced it obituary and uh it is a fascinating fascinating obituary and it reads, I'm just going to read you the whole thing. I'm not going to, they give you a couple of breakdowns, but the whole thing is, well, well worth the read. If you'd open up the old newspaper down there in Florida. Oh, look, let's take a look at the obituaries. Does that actually happen anymore? You just look at the obituaries online at the newspaper's website. Yeah. So you just scroll it on your phone and there it is. There's the obituary section. Uh, Lawrence H. Poof. Senior was born in Belmont, New York on April 16th, 1941. He passed away on June 27th, 2022, living a long life, much longer than he deserved. He's survived by his three children, no four, oops, five children. Well, as of 2022, we believe there is no one more that we know about but there, you know, we believe there is one more that we... Oh, I see. Okay, hold on. I gotta, <laughs> <laughs> he survived by three children. No, four. Oops, five children. Well, as of 2022, we believe there is one more that we know about, but there could be more. His love was abundant when it came to himself, but for his children, it was limited. From a young age, he was a ladies' man and an abusive alcoholic, solidifying his commitment to both with the path of destruction he left behind, damaging his adult children and leaving them broken. Lawrence's senior hobbies included abusing his first wife and children. He loved to start projects but never followed through on any of them. He enjoyed the life of a barfly for many years and had a quaint little living space studio above his favorite hole in the wall, the Club Nashville. 
Lawrence Sr. did spend over 20 years in the NYPD, but even his time in service was negligent at best because of his alcohol addiction. His commanding officer took away his gun and badge, replacing them with a broom until he could get his act together. Lawrence Sr. did claim to be clean and sober for over 30 years, but never worked any of the 12 steps, including the 8th and ninth steps with his children, making amends. He possesses no redeeming qualities for his children, including the ones he knew and the ones he knew about it will be challenging to miss lawrence senior because he was a narcissist he was narcissistic it will be challenging to miss lawrence senior because he was narcissistic he was incapable of love lawrence senior's passing proves that evil does eventually die and it makes a time of healing which will allow his children to get the closure they deserve lawrence senior can be remembered for being a father to many and a dad to none. Wow. I sure hope that's real. I mean, I hope it's not real. It's, I hope it's not real. I don't want any person to ever live like that. It's probably real, though. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh. So good. You know, going online without ExpressVPN is like using your smartphone without a protective case. And I think we all know how important it is to use a protective case. Most of the time, you're probably going to be fine. But all it takes is one accidental drop, you know, onto a solid concrete embankment. Or <laughs> so you ever drop your phone off of a building? I, I personally have, and it is, uh, it'll make you wish you had a protected case, I'll tell you that. And so that's why it's important to have ExpressVPN. I know, plus it's the it's actually the security of knowing. That's I love knowing that I have the protection of ExpressVPN. Every time you connect to an unencrypted network, whether it be in cafes, hotels, airports, wherever you're at, your online data is not secured and any hacker on the same network can gain access to and steal your personal data passwords financials it's um you can quote me on this not good but with expressvpn it is good it doesn't take much technical knowledge to hack someone just uh, some cheap hardware and uh, usually it's the 12 year old kid uh, sitting at the corner with his folks that's hacking you your data is valuable Hackers can make up to $1,000 per person selling personal info on the dark web. Uh, okay. Uh, nobody really wants that. And that's why you. Uh, that's why I use ExpressVPN. That's why you should use ExpressVPN as well. Uh, encrypted tunnel creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. Hackers can't steal your sensitive data. It's super secure. Uh, it'd take a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past ExpressVPN's encryption. Fire up the app, click one button, then you're protected. Works on all devices, phones, laptops, tablets, whatever device you have. So you can stay secure on the go as well. ExpressVPN, secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash jeffy. 
expressvpn.com slash jeffy e-x-p-r-e-s-s-v-p-n dot com slash jeffy j-e-f-f-y you can get an extra three months free today expressvpn.com slash jeffy so i know we've got the big summer camp for billionaires going on uh they've got the big sun valley conference going on so apparently uh you know all the hoity-toits are going to be there uh it'll be fun because there'll just be some pictures with elon and uh what's his face from twitter parag agrabu amorphophallus yeah uh they're gonna be there Iger's gonna be there plus chapik's gonna be there so those guys might actually start a fist fight with each other uh that would be fun uh but jeff no jeff bezos very disappointing jeff's not showing up wonder why that's interesting that jeff's not gonna be there maybe he's over in europe uh you know <laughs> over in rotterdam because uh rotterdam uh the company that's making his super yacht or how they were supposed to they were supposed to take down the bridge to get it out they decided that uh, the company decided you know what we're not going to take down the bridge there were so many complaints that they were going to get you know egged and and uh, people protesting protesting taking down a bridge to let bezos's yacht out i mean i feel like i feel like maybe the company is saying that but there's gonna i mean how could you can you dismantle a bridge secretly (laughs) yeah we're not gonna do it okay go but how's he gonna get it out they don't know how they're gonna get the i guess maybe uh you take 30 40 helicopters and strap a couple of ropes on that bad boy and fly it out right sure i want to see the footage it's uh, carrying it out over rotterdam into the ocean that would be fun i mean i would you break it up piece by piece cut it into thirds truck it out glue it back together there you go jeff take care (laughs) there's your super yacht take care i mean i don't understand i guess i guess you take it down to a point that you can get it out right and then i mean it's very important to take it down to a point that you can get it out and then put it back together again (laughs) Five hundred million dollars the guy's spending on a yacht. He can spend another you know, another forty million on helicopters and ropes. Just fly that bad boy out of there. I want to see that so bad. Just twenty or thirty military military helicopters flying in formation, picking up that yacht and flying over Rotterdam. <laughs> Dropping it into the ocean. Come on now tell me you're not watching that video you know you are so if you're in rotterdam and you're thinking hey you know i probably have time i'm going to set up uh, you know a couple of lawn chairs and wait for the helicopters to show up and uh, you know we can just sit here and you know videotape the the super yacht flying over uh, headed to the ocean and you think you know maybe i'll just take a couple hour drive down to belgium and uh, pick up some belgian chocolate at the old, uh, I think it's the Y, I think it's pronounced Wise, W-I-E-Z-E, don't. Amorphophallus. That's not how you pronounce it. I think it's the, I think it's Wise and Wise, Wise Bel- Belgium. 
Quercetin. Quercetin. Yeah, no, I under- <laughs> Uh, but that chocolate factory, the world's largest chocolate factory, by the way, according to them, uh, the, the tourist guide at Wies, Belgium, uh, called the biggest chocolate factory in the world, shut down. Uh, salmonella poisoning. And they don't know where it came from. They shut it down. We're just going to take a look around. We're going to find see if we can find out where it came from. We'll clean out those pipes, and uh, we'll be back in business. Oh, all right no problem i'm looking forward to that yeah look at food safety is paramount (laughs) yeah but now we have the world's largest chocolate factory shut down what is happening now this is going on in europe we're shutting down chocolate factories this this cannot stand something has to be done well yeah get rid of the salmonella then we can create some chocolate again oh okay Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, so I finished Terminal List on Amazon Prime with Chris Pratt yesterday. I told you I only had a couple of episodes to go, and so I knocked them out uh, late yesterday. Uh, well worth the watch feel like it was nine episodes something like that i don't remember how many episodes it was maybe seven or eight whatever it was um i will say that uh the i thought that the you know his list of people you know the terminal list uh you know (laughs) you don't want to make my list <laughs> Don't make me put you on my list. Um, yeah, I feel like uh, I enjoyed the whole thing of uh, you know he didn't want to uh, he didn't want to you know kill anybody that wasn't worth killing, but uh, there were a whole bunch of people that were killed and injured that didn't have anything to do with they were just protecting people. So anyway, uh, it was fun. It was a fun ride. Uh, I feel like uh, the second season isn't going to happen unless the, he miraculously gets better, uh, which is, I guess, you know, anything can happen in Hollywood for enough money. For enough money in Hollywood. Yep. Ta-da! Uh, happening. Season two. Uh, I will say that the end twist of uh, the uh, the person who was on the terminal list but wasn't on the terminal list we knew that there was another person that was going to be on the list we just didn't know who that person was early on i thought it was going to be another person and then i think it was the next to the last episode might have been the last episode when he is uh he's uh, I'm just spoiling the whole show for you now. He's driving. He's driving with the guy that is gonna, you know, that eventually is gonna be on the list. And they made a big deal out of where he was thinking about retiring. And so I thought, well, I don't know, okay, why would they be doing that? That's 
must be they're going to sell it, use it later. Ta-da! And they do. But uh, well worth the watch, though. It was a fun ride. That's my review of Terminalist. It was a fun ride. So yesterday, I read an email that I got about, uh, you know, they keep soliciting me. They want my information, right? They're trying to rip me off. And uh, yesterday, they've gone down. It used to be 100 million, 80 million, 40 million. Kept going down. And yesterday's email was like 4.7 million that I was going to get a piece of. I don't even pick up the phone for 4.7 million, okay? Now I get a couple. They don't even have any amounts. They just want my information. They're they're alluding to the fact that they've got money for me. But they don't even have they don't even they're not even saying, well, there's gonna be four million. There's gonna be ten million. Hello, sir slash madam. I am Mr. David T. Villa, lawyer by profession. However, this correspondent is private. I am a financial consultant to an investor from a mineral-rich Africa country with a political background who wants to invest outside his country. As stated above, my client had approached me with a mandate to seek a firm or, repu- or reputable, well-established individual, <laughs> which obviously is me, uh, that has the experience in investment management. Hello. Uh, that can help him uh, channel some funds into a profitable investment where he can get good yield for his money. Due to the sensitive position he holds in his country and the unstable investment environment, my client has decided not to retain any of his assets in his country. Kindly let me know your acceptance of this offer and furnish me with a comprehensive draft of your terms and conditions. Yours sincerely, Mr. David T. Villa. So I'm just he's just alluding that this guy's got a lot of money to invest and wants to, you know, I mean, he obviously is a, you know, great, huge financial king in this mineral-rich Africa country. <laughs> At least give me some amount that, I, that you want me to answer about that I can come for, okay? And then I get this one under the heading of Your Attention Required from Javier J. Ramirez. Hello, friend. I am Mr. Javier J. Ramirez. Don't, no, I don't. It's not. It's not his name. The principal attorney of a renowned law and auditing firm here in Turkey. I was contacted to audit the accounting section of some firms in Turkey. This audit, in line with government policies and account reconciliation, became necessary following the current European economic crisis, which Turkey happens to be one of the most pretentious countries in the Eurozone. During my audits, I discovered several dormant accounts due to inactivity. And I thought, hey, I can steal them. No, he thought uh, some principal of the said account has been dormant for over a decade and as the initial owner of funds is demised. Against this backdrop, I decided to contact you in order to confirm whether or not you know or are related to the deceased family. This is because, from our preliminary findings, yours and one of the deceased happens to share a similar name and common heritage, and that will enable the claim to the fund to go swiftly. Lastly, only... Lastly, owing to the sensitivity of the situation, 
I urge you to keep this proposal in utmost confidentiality. Oh, no. Pending our discussion, I expect your response to enable me to send you more information. Respond to me for more details. Thanks for your time and expecting your response. Kind regards, Mr. Javier J. Ramirez. Again, I just have to kind of... Oh, I bet you that's a lot of money. Yeah, that's me. Hello. It's got to be a relative of mine over there in Turkey. That's me. Give me some money. Here, I'll give you all my information. Wow. I mean, try just that harder. That's all I'm asking. Just try harder. So during my chewing segment on Pat, it's Wednesday. So uh, those of you listening live, it's the 6th of July, uh, 2022. And I do a chewing segment during Pat Unleashed. We talked about uh, the American Customer Service Index, the uh, ACSI. And I mean, hello, ACSI is probably one of the most renowned service index companies in the universe and so they've compiled their favorite fast food restaurant and you know they interviewed i don't know they interviewed 20 over twenty thousand customers and they talked about how chick-fil-a is the number one fast food restaurant uh, for the eighth year in a row and then it goes down with all the rest of them you know all the usual characters and the fast food chain in last place ta-da mcdonald's with uh, a score of 68 and they score you know between zero and a hundred and most of them are between you know 75 and 85 is their score the chain with the biggest decrease this year for fast food places was duncan they uh, went down four percent from last year we're going to down to 74 this year from 77 i mean it's still mcdonald's is 68 hello but i was looking at uh some more uh, acsi uh, surveys and i was looking at the full service restaurants and so the now coming in at number one now they have uh, on all these surveys they have something called all others i'm not quite sure what that is um and i didn't i was looking to see if they explained exactly what all others were and maybe that's just not uh i mean it's obvious it's all others no i got it i understand <laughs> I, I got it. It's all others. I understand. You know what? That's exactly what it is. It's all others. So, and that's the first place in the uh, restaurants with uh, all others at 80, <laughs> 81. Okay. So, the first named restaurant with an 80 score of 80, uh, and they were the same as last year Longhorn Steakhouse. Which, you know, everybody goes, yeah, Longhorn Steakhouse. Uh, number two, tied with the Longhorn Steakhouse. So I guess that would be tied at one. Uh, Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, I know. I know. I like it too. Number three, I think this is come as a surprise to you. Every one of these restaurants that I'm going to name off to you, I could tell you that I like. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe not. We'll see. Cracker Barrel. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, have I had some disappointing meals at Cracker Barrel from time to time? 
Yeah. Yeah, I think I have. I don't know that I've had a disappointing meal at Longhorn or Texas Roadhouse, though. But, you you know, uh, Fridays, I don't even have Fridays anymore. I mean, okay. Oh, is Buffalo Wild Wings on here? Buffalo Wild Wings, wow. Down in 76. We got to bump them up a little. Uh, so they're 76. They're down the list. Now we got to bump Buffalo Wild Wings back up the list a little ways. Uh, Olive Garden. Olive Garden. You know, I. I'll, ooh, Olive Garden had an 82. They're, I mean, an 80 as well. So they're up there with Longhorn and Texas Roadhouse. I mean, I will say that I. Olive Garden probably has a little bit too much salt for my liking, but I do enjoy their food. I know. They, there's, their foods are really salty to me, and I like them. And I, I mean, put a bowl of uh, Alfredo in front of me, <laughs> and I'm tearing it up with a plate of, with a plate of buns, a plate of rolls, unlimited. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll take some of that. Uh, what's that soup that everybody gets? The egg watchy egg naki soup. I'll take some of that. My daughter loves that stupid stuff. What is that? What is it called? Like a, yeah, that soup. Uh, that soup. We're done. We're not giving me the music now. We're not going back to the. Yeah, I'd like some. <laughs> some creamy Alfredo. Amorphophallus. You can put a little meat in there if you want. Now let me have something to sip on. All right, stop. I mean, I just uh, they seemed, you know, and maybe it's true with all the restaurants. I mean, they use a lot of a lot of salt. I know. Uh, after Olive Garden Outback Steakhouse, man, it's been a while since I've been to an Outback. I used to live real close, to right behind one. That's why I stopped going there. Uh, the house I lived in, the one house I lived in, had a, a big brick concrete wall. And then there was the Outback Steakhouse and the parking lot and everything there. And so, you know, it was our privacy fence. It was this, you know, cinder block wall. There were plenty of nights, man. A little bit of a rat issue. I mean, it's a restaurant. Right? What are you going to do? Red Robin, next in line. You know, I will say I've I had a very disappointing meal at a Red Robin not very long ago. And it was it was way overcooked and I was really disappointed. But other than that, that's the only I mean, that's the only time. And it was a different Red Robin than I normally frequent. So you know, I'll be going back to the regular Red Robin. <laughs> Chili's? Oh, you know, I used to go to there used to be there was a Chili's I used to no, never, I'll tell you a Chili story. But there was a Chili's I used to go to in Pennsylvania awesome and that bad boy was awesome the first first couple months when i went to move to pennsylvania the family was still in florida chili's and i had a very close relationship i'm just saying (laughs) you know it wasn't that kind of relationship but it could have been and it could have been because that guy that was making the man the cheeseburgers and the fries the chili's yes I do want some of that on that burger yes slide that pickle on that plate too okay alright so then we have uh, the Cheesecake Factory yeah well Cheesecake Factory down the list 77 uh, Denny's 
Denny's? 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 I mean, you know what you're getting with Denny's. I do remember going to a Denny's in... I think it was in St. Augustine. It was along the east coast of Florida, though. They had the best banana splits in the world. I know! We were staying there. It was a, we were over on the east coast of Florida for something, and we went to the Denny's, and you know, we felt like a banana split. And so we got a banana. You know how you feel like a banana split every now and then. Sometimes you feel like a split. Sometimes you don't. And we ordered it, and it was so good. I mean, we went back the next two nights. And had another banana split. Just saying. Red Lobster, next in line. Been a long time since I've been to a Red Lobster, man. They're not bad, though. Buffalo Wild Wings, again. Wait, I mean, we got to bump them up there. Got to bump them up the list a little bit. Uh, Applebee's. Boy, been a long time since I've been to an Applebee's. But Applebee's, uh, 77. And IHOP is down on 74. I mean, I don't know that I've had a disappointing meal from IHOP. At the at the IHOP, I've ha- I have had some IHOPs delivered. <laughs> I know I you know they you call them up and you say hey IHOP, send me some pancakes and they get here cold. So yeah I know, a little disappointing. Eh, what are you gonna do? <laughs> so I was just challenged. I was asked a question if there was a restaurant on this list that I don't have a story about, and so I'm going down the list and, and I don't I think the answer to that is no. I can have, tell you a story about every one of these restaurants. Outback Steakhouse, I've told you the best Outback Steakhouse in America. I mean, it was it was founded in Tampa. I lived lived behind the one, used to go to the one in Tampa all the time. But the, my son and I, when he was being recruited, my oldest son was being recruited by Auburn to play football, over college football. We went there for a weekend. You know, they give him a bunch of love at Auburn. The Outback Steakhouse in... What is the city there in, in Alabama? Okachaba, Okaweba. Amorphophallus. Now, Opelika, Opelika, Alabama. Best Outback Steakhouse in the country. The best one I've ever had. They were awesome. We went there. We had to had a night off uh, the night before we were going into, uh, into the university for them to provide uh, food and drink and uh, so we went to the outback steakhouse it was unbelievable um the cheesecake factory i mean i can tell you there's a story glenn and myself and uh, i think Stu was with us we went to the cheesecake factory and we had quite a bit of fun with the people that worked there at the time um red lobster do i have a red lobster story i feel like I've, I feel like it's been a long time since I've been to a Red Lobster. There used to be one close to the one house I lived in that we go that we went to quite a bit. And this this one was in Florida. Like there was one here in Texas we used to go to when we lived over in one particular area. Uh, there was you know it was in an area that we used to go by all the time, so we'd go there from time to time because my in laws like to go there. But the one in Florida, that bad boy was nice. I mean, it was, they always hooked us up really well. I don't know that I had any big events there, though. The Red Lobster, Buffalo Wild Wings. I mean, hello. I mean, my son is working there now, so I mean, my I will say that my wing intake 
has increased. <laughs> Let me eat! Yeah. Amazingly, and I don't know how it happens. I don't ask questions. I just know that there are days, like this morning when I get up and I get a text saying, uh, the one in the fridge with the J sticker is yours. All right, that's lunch. Good to go. <laughs> I don't ask questions. I just know it's there. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.